This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe. No Davy this time, no problem, as uh, what better time to be joined by the real Gale Weathers, Courtney Cox, making her dork debut. Courtney, how are you? I'm good. I figured when you tweeted that out, it was kind of clickbaity. Yeah, the, like, it's who's like, going to be special on? special guest, yeah. Courtney Cox. We got to we drum up listeners some way, yeah. somehow. Yeah, so. but I'll, I'll take it where I can get it. What an honor. I've and you wanted already- to be on this for so long. Yes. Oh, of course. And this is seems to be the perfect topic because this is actually a movie that you reached out to me about to see if I had seen it and you were asking me about it. You are a certified Scream fan, fanatic. Yeah, I love the Scream franchise. Uh, I, I didn't jump on back when it, you know, was coming out in real time. I think I saw four and then went back to the beginning and started from the beginning. Really? You saw yeah. four first? Yes. That is, that is wild. But well, you know, or, when you're with friends and they're like, oh, I'm going to go see this movie. I it. like scary movies. So I jumped on. Got it. Yeah. Scream 4. People sleep on Scream 4. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty not good. bad. No, it's not. All right. So we're going to do this spoiler free. Let's just dive right into it because there's a lot to cover. Last week, I saw a film. As I recall, it was a horror film. All right. Scream 6. Two hours and three minutes long, which is kind of long for a horror movie uh rotten tomatoes right now 77 percent critic 92 percent audience let's begin spoiler free so no spoilers here courtney Mm -hmm. scream six did you like it i loved it this is the first time that i realized it was over two hours i didn't feel it no it did not feel long at all i loved it i think you and i differ on this from the few back and forths we've had um this is my second favorite out of the franchise really yeah i'm kind of a sicko i'm like twisted when it comes to scary movies or true crime that i like or i enjoy watching um and my parents always kill me for saying this but i'm gonna say it anyway i need to feel like this could happen to me for me to be intrigued and want to watch i know it's really messed up um something i should probably talk to a therapist about but i this scream movie it being in new york city the college of it all it just felt it spoke to me and i said this could happen to me and my friends and so i'm in because isn't one of your or your single biggest fear is that you're going to get like kidnapped and just taken yes yeah Yeah. number one so there is some of that i guess with this so no i liked it i wouldn't say i loved it because i i love Scream 1. Scream 1 is one of my all-time favorite movies, not just horror movies. Like, I love that. and It's hard to compare any movie to that. I think every movie in the franchise, with the exception of the third one, is really good. And I like the requel that they just came out with last year. There's a Scream 5, basically. Yeah. But that one was really good. This one, I, I probably have... I, I don't like as much as that one or 2 or 4. Doesn't mean it's not good. Like, I still, I still like it. 
Um, did you think it was scary? Like, were you scared at times during this? You were. Yeah, I think the New York City element yeah. of it made it scarier. There is a scene, this is not a spoiler, it's in the trailer, where they are on the subway and yeah. it leaves you on the edge of your seat. And I think watching it in theaters, this is a movie I also think, don't wait till it's on streaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go see it in movies because it is. it takes it to another level. That scene alone is not long, but had me... I mean, my hands were over my eyes the entire time. I was scared during this movie. And I, I don't think I could say that for every Scream movie that I've seen. Yeah, no, that's true. Because I think they are usually such good whodunits. And they also have a lot of humor in them that I don't think they're all that super scary at times. Like the first one was scary, but I was also really young when I saw the first one. So that was maybe a little bit different. Um, did you think it was funny? Um, no, yeah. I didn't. Um, I think the parts that were supposed to be funny didn't really land. I think yeah. Gail's funny. Yep. I, I enjoy that character, but even with her, her lines weren't that funny. There was maybe one. Right. There's one scene that's kind of gave me a chuckle, but other than that, no, I didn't. I didn't find the movie funny. I, I found it mostly scary. Yeah, because other screams, I feel like I've had more comedic characters. Like, obviously, Jamie Kennedy in the first two is, like, a, a comedic mm. character through and through. This one, I think, kind of lacked that a little bit. They may have – they good point. They probably went for a few more jokes than they actually landed. Um, well, I also think without Dewey, you lose no. that. Yeah, good point. So, no Dewey and no Nev Campbell. And, like, mm -hmm. those are both report. Obviously, Dewey dies in the last one. Nev Campbell, it was, like, news going in. So, how weird was it watching a Scream movie without either of those two? Uh, Dewey, I was heartbroken and I actually was worried that this movie wasn't going to be that good once he was killed off. Um, that upset me a bit. Um, not having Sydney to me is, uh, a loss. Yeah. I think they did a good job referencing her throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was definitely noticeable that she was not there. Yeah. And it would have been tough because shooting it in new york and having it there which is different than all the other movies it would have been really difficult to like all right how do you then tie in sydney like what would she have done would you like shoehorn her into the movie or not but it's still weird just because she is the main person in the first all five of them and so not having it in there in there that's probably what maybe why i have it a notch below those other ones did you think it was a good whodunit like were you were you asking it did they kind of you know leave you enough clues to sort of figure this thing out I have been taking a victory lap since Sunday when we saw it because 10 minutes into this movie, I called who it was, were, no spoilers, um, but Santo, my husband, was sitting next to me and I'm the worst in movies. I, I you know, go over, I'm like, oh, this person is Ghostface. He yeah. said, absolutely not, you're wrong, and kind oh. of shoot it off. Wow. And that revealed to me was the absolute best yeah it was and for just because i called it i mean i i know you, i don't think you liked who i know yeah we'll get to we'll get to that i didn't i didn't necessarily call it well i'll sort of explain how that went but yeah i think maybe a little bit of a of a letdown but I, that's one of the things why i like the scream movies in general is just because it's not one killer it's not michael myers it's not freddy krueger it's you don't know who you don't know how many it's going to be you don't know wh like what their motives are and everything else so i like that and they did that. I mean, they, that's in this, and it's up to yeah. people whether they like it or not. Well, I um, also liked that they turned it on its head a little bit. It, yeah. It's not like the other Scream movies. It's no. it's completely different in the way that they set it up. So yeah. I liked that. 
All right, what is your dork score? We grade everything from one through six. You can give half stones as well. So what is your dork score? I would say a four and a half. So it's funny. You like it more than I do, but I'm also giving it a four and a half. Well, because I think yeah. I, I'm with you. The original Scream is one of my favorite movies. That's a ever. six out of six. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, everything kind of falls below that. But this is my second favorite out of the Scream movies. So um, I don't know if that speaks more to how I feel about the other ones. Well, but- honestly, like a horror franchise has so many bad movies. Like if you look at Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, there are like unwatchable movies in there yeah i don't think scream has any unwatchable ones the third one's the worst one but i would say the first one is like a true six out of six scream five to me is probably close to like a five out of six i didn't love scream five you didn't no no and maybe it was because and i guess we can spoil everything that has to do with Scream Five. um it was too much about characters that i didn't know Mm, it okay. introduced too many new characters i felt like yeah and obviously well, billy is right referenced you know throughout but but to have it be his daughters i don't know it, to me that didn't land okay and um scream 2 i think is a good sequel that's solid scream 4 we talked about like it's over the top meta i think the opening scene in scream 4 is probably the best opening scene besides the very first one with drew barrymore yeah. So those are probably like four and a half. Like they're all probably four and a half. And I would have this like slightly below that. Um, anything else spoiler free that you want to hit on with this movie? Oh, worth is it like you already hit you already said worth seeing in the theater. In fact, you would emphasize seeing it in the theater. That makes sense. Yes. Yep. Uh, anything else? Um, I would say don't judge it off the the first scene. Okay. How it opens. I think yeah. people are so used to it being just like this unbelievable. Yeah. For me, it was kind of lackluster. Don't judge it off of that. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, so Courtney and I both going four and a half out of six for Scream 6. You guys can let us know at Dork Podcast on Twitter what you think of this, what your score would be. Let's get to spoilers. 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 Here come the spoilers. All right, so the opening scene, right out of the shoot, you get, uh, what's her name? Samara Weaving from, she was in the movie Ready or Not. Have you seen that movie? No. So that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I, was, I, I kept, Santo and I talked throughout this entire movie, apparently, yeah. we're the worst. Sounds I was like, like who is this? And she yeah. looks familiar, yeah. but it wasn't, oh my God, it's Jenna Ortega. Oh my yeah. God, it's Hayden Penetere. It, it was... Meh. So she was in the movie Ready or Not, which came out in 2019, and it was directed by the same people that directed this movie. Okay. It's like a directing team. And so it's a really good horror movie. I highly recommend Ready or Not. She was also in The Babysitter, which was a, a Netflix uh, horror movie, too. But so it's her. You establish there in a, at a school in New York. She's a professor. She's on what looks to be like a blind date or like a like a like a hinge a date humble hinge date which was cool that they make it very current yes. everything's very current that's what i mean when i say this could happen to me and then <laughs> yes now hopefully you wouldn't get lured out of the restaurant and down into an alley like she did i 
I would hope not. I but would... I guess if you know you've been conversing with somebody for so long and they're yeah. saying, "Can you help me out?" No, just ever since Goodfellas, you can never go down an alley. You can never be like, no. "Oh, yeah, the good coats are down that way." You go down that way. No, you got to stay away from that. But she walks right into the trap. There's an absolute trap. And then she gets brutally murdered, and you're like, all right, this is sort of a start to the movie, and you get a ghost face there. But for the first time ever, in the first five minutes of the movie or ten minutes of the movie, somebody wearing the ghost face costume removes the mask. And you see that kid just from the posters. Like, we saw him in, like, the trailer, I guess, in the posters. And you're like, this fucking kid? And then yeah. he's like on his phone. He, like, puts his stuff in his backpack and, like, walks away. And you're like, I, I thought it was pretty good. Like, it's not the best opening scene by any means, but I thought it was good because that was very different like just removing the mask because for a second you're like wait are we gonna know he's the killer or one of the killers the whole time or how is this gonna go yeah i just thought that it was such a build-up and i think and i i read there was a, a variety article there's two variety articles out right now one does all the easter eggs um yeah. throughout it and then the other is talking to the directors and when talking about the directors they said that they wanted the viewer to think that she was going to stumble upon the date getting murdered by Ghostface. I never felt that. I knew that that was Ghostface from point blank. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say to me, it just kind of, if that was what they were hoping for, it didn't land for me. I knew that, you know, there was going to be a voice change at some point. Yeah. And things were going to go south. Um, I did like that he immediately then stumbles upon um, Tara, Jenna mm -hmm. Ortega. Mm -hmm. um, so then you know that there's a connection there. I, at that moment, thought that he was going to be Sam's new boyfriend. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Possible. Yeah. Well, and then Sam's boyfriend is a guy that was clearly like a red herring. Like they wanted you to think it was him. He's like the mysterious, handsome guy from the other side of the hallway, yeah. uh, or the other side of the building, but really wasn't him. So when did you know who done it? I started suspecting Quinn having a connection as soon as she brought up the fact that her dad followed her to New York, got a job as a police officer uh, after her brother died. I didn't expect the connection to be what it is. Richie, yeah. Yeah, is is the brother and son. Um, but I suspected that Bailey was going to be Ghostface from the top. Good one. Yeah, good call. I. One of the other things that kind of led me in that direction a little bit was, and not that I predicted it, because when they killed her, I was like, all right, she's dead. Or, you know, quote unquote killed her. I was like, all right, yeah. I guess it's not her. So I kind of was like, all right, I'm off the scent of that. So that's why they did it. But I thought uh, Dermot Mulroney's character, the cop, uh, Wayne Bailey, when he was going through everything and he's like, well, that's my daughter, so I can vouch for her. Like the way he like the way he said it, and the way they kind of like looked at each other, like, mm we got to kind of assume everybody is a suspect and he just like wrote her off immediately. So that was kind of red flaggish on, on him. He, and, and Santo again, during this, he's like, well, it can't be him because his daughter just died. I, and I didn't think that she was actually alive. I think they kind of jumped the shark there. Like obviously okay. nobody would ever let that go uh, yep. without making sure that this is a dead body. And then yep. he says he, he throws, he switches a body. So who was dead? Uh, I think it was the so the kid that removed his mask at the beginning, he was working with another guy. They thought they were both being like scream killers, and then they right. both got snuffed out. So I think maybe maybe it was the other guy. But they possibly. banged him in the fridge mm, in yeah. the first scene. I just I, I I felt like that was not believable. I understand this is a uh, a, a not believable story from the top, but uh, that to me just didn't land either. 
Um, but I, I thought it was him pretty early. I also thought it was too obvious that they were kind of shoving you in the Kirby direction. Yeah, and I was hoping that it wouldn't be Kirby. I was so glad okay. that Kirby was back. Kirby was the star of Scream 4 and left it in a way where you're like, yeah, she could be dead, but it wasn't 100% dead and then wasn't in Scream 5, but was referenced and they they mentioned that she was alive or whatever. She's like, all right, that's a good sign. And then she was great, comes back as you know an FBI agent and it's funny, they're like, well, how old are you? And she's like, I'm 30. And then I'm like doing the math in my head. I'm like, well, she would have been like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, but she was she was really good, and I'd I'd be I'd want to see more of her. Going back to the the cop though, I thought he was so over the top and like cartoonish. At one point, he was sounding like Stu from the first movie, and I'm like, how would he even know what Stu sounds like? He he seemed to be like either overacting or they told him to like really go for it, but it, it just kind of took me out of it because it was so he was almost like silly at times. So is that when you thought that it was him because the acting was so bad that you were like, this guy's a I was like, well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't 100% sure it was him, like, uh, until the very end. I'll be like, I kind of hope that it's that it's not because just his look alone is kind of of the, like, mm, very much a suspect. Like, there, yeah. there's a very good chance that, that he could be. And I was just really hoping they didn't go with the Kirby route. You're like, all right, well, one of these two that's in a position of power has to probably be involved some way and so i'm glad they didn't go with kirby they ended up going with bailey and ended up being a whole bailey family thing and so their son who was a roommate with one of the meeks kids i thought he was also a pretty weak character because they just kind of clowned on him a few times he was always kind of there you never really cared for him one way or the other and then at the end he's like yep i'm in on it you're like okay he wasn't in it enough for me to suspect him. It was he only showed up and then they would all get mad at him. Where were you? Where were you? Where were you? Um, so I had no thought that it was him. Also, when um, Mindy, yeah, me, uh, Mindy Meeks, yes, when yeah. she gets stabbed, this is a fine spoiler, correct? No, I yeah, keep getting nervous. No, all spoilers. Gets, okay, lose. when she gets yeah. stabbed on the subway and Ethan then is helping her, I was like, all right, this guy. And she says, you know, I was wrong again. Classic. Yeah. Um, I was nervous that Mindy was going to be the third ghost face uncovered yeah. uh, when they were looking at that lineup. I also have a question for you. Who do you, because I've seen a few people say, oh, well, how many killers would you actually consider there being in this one? Five or six? And... Who, what do you consider criteria to be considered a ghost face killer throughout the movies? Because you could say Sam's one. She's you wearing t- the mask when she... You technically could. And they kind of play that up a little bit. And like, like whether it's her with her psychiatrist or her talking to her dad, Billy Loomis. So Skeet Ulrich getting work again. That's great. Love Skeet Ulrich yep. coming back. I don't... I wouldn't... I would not say she is a ghost face killer, though. Because I, I also... Think- yeah, it's more self-defense than anything else. Yeah, but I would also say I wouldn't consider Jason, the first killer, um, the one that kills the professor, his roommate to be a killer. I don't. We don't know that he ever killed anybody. Well, I think, the, yeah, so that's fair. I think those two at the beginning kind of thought they were in on it. And so that's why I think you could say there were five because there was like those two that like thinking that they were, they, they thought they were next in line. Yeah, And then it really ended up just being like the Bailey family and they were kind of manipulated there. So, yeah, I think there's five. Either way, there's more than two. And two had been the previous record for like the most Ghostface killers. Yeah. So that I, was I enjoy different. when there's more than one and more than two is even better. Like yeah. that is, to me, great. 
I've yeah, I have no problem with that. Uh, you mentioned Mindy Meeks, and I know she debuted in the last movie, but I don't think she's a super strong character. And I think her uncle is the greatest character in the series. And then Kirby kind of takes on that role in a way in Scream 4. And then she now has to be the one that explains the rules. And I'm a sucker for that. I love the the explaining of the rules and like, all right, now it's a franchise. Now it's this. But I don't know. Something about her I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, which I think takes the movie down a little bit for me. Yeah, she doesn't. She's, I could go without her moving forward. Yes. yes. Yeah. Chad. I cannot leave Chad. Like okay. you, when you think Chad dies at the end, yeah. I was upset. And I also love the Chad Tara romance. I think that that is chef's kiss. Amazing. I am very happy that he is still alive because I, he is now my favorite character. Chad is. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yep. All right. My favorite character is Sam. I think Sam is a really good lead. I like the connection to Billy. She also mentions how she was a freshman when Kirby was a senior. So you think of all the events of Scream 4 and Sam was a freshman at Woodsboro High when all that was happening. So I like that. It is weird having sort of like co-leads like Jenna Ortega, who's like the most popular actress in the world right now. Kind of like kind of second fiddle, though, to Sam's character. It, I think there's like a six or, or no, there's like a seven year age difference. I think they said in like the last movie. It's a weird like co-starring role. Usually there's like a clear cut like here's the star of the movie. I do think they play off each other really well because they're both yeah. really good actresses. I'm nervous that if there is a Scream 7, that they're going to lean into Sam having this serial killer gene inside of her and it's going to be, that's how they left it. Yeah. And I just, I wouldn't enjoy that. I, I enjoy her trying to protect Jenna yeah, um, or Tara in the, in the movies. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But for... I, I just, they kept going, trying to play that part of her holding the knife, her going and trying to give that extra stab, her doing this. Her, that to me, yeah. I think they do it all the time. Riverdale does it. So many movies go down that dad is a serial killer. So now you have to be a serial killer as well. Yeah. I think the, whoever's written, I mean, I know Kevin Williamson wrote the first like four or whatever, and there's been different writers since. I think they've done a good job of staying away from that because Gail always could have been a killer later on. Dewey could have been a killer. Hell, Sydney could have been a killer. Like they, they never went to that well, though. They never were like, I'm now the killer. And so I was hoping they wouldn't do that with Kirby. I was hoping they wouldn't do that with the two Meeks kids. They didn't do that. Or Sam. They can toe that line if they want and be like, all right, she's kind of like her dad or she's influenced by her dad. I did like the scene when her psychiatrist was like, once he realized she was Billy Loomis's daughter, he was like kind of freaked out. He's like, all right, like we're done here. <laughs> like You gotta go. The psychiatrist part of it's cool too, because mm -hmm. a short time you see him, he's clearly obsessed with uh, serial killers, scary movies, everything else yeah. that goes into it. And in that variety article, they talk about um, that there is a scene that had to get cut. And he, I guess, has a whole wall of dolls, like scary dolls. Oh, my God, really? And they said they had to get rid of it because it would make it, it wouldn't be believable that he would then be the psychiatrist for Sam. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed the psychiatrist part of it, and I enjoyed the part where she's talking about getting help, you know, yeah. and, and that's her issue with Tara. Tara's not facing the demons, facing what's happened to them. Mm. I thought that was cool. I also think keeping with it being current, the fact that cancel culture plays such a big role in it because Sam is 
portrayed as is was she the killer actually was she the mastermind behind scream five and all those killings and you find out at the end that quinn was the one to start the rumors online that Mm -hmm. everybody jumped on board for i loved that aspect that was really good that was smart that i liked them laying in like the conspiracy theories and then being like that just takes on a life of its own and they even referenced um stew possibly still being alive yeah. that's that is like one of like the online rumors like all the fans that get on the chat boards and are like oh this is about scream they're like well maybe Stu's alive even though a tv smashed him in the head and probably dead but it's scream like you could bring him back would and, you like uh, yeah, that i would yeah i want i i would absolutely want Stu back at some point yeah I'll, I'll be all for that um what do you think of gail weathers courtney cox coming back we mentioned how there was no Dewey, there was no Sydney, but Gail was there. How do you think she was used? Um, I thought that it wasn't enough Gail to my liking. Mm-hmm. I think Courtney Cox is the best, so I'm all about more Gail. Um, I wish that her boyfriend would have gotten more screen time because he looked like a very handsome gentleman. Yes, he did. And, he didn't last uh, long. Yeah, I <laughs> felt like his death was kind of a throwaway, and I also felt there wasn't much backstory on her getting to New York has she always been in New York or was she going to Woodsboro from New York? There was too much there of you have this beautiful apartment. So clearly you've put Mm -hmm. roots down here. That's weird that now all of you are in New York. Yeah. Not a ton of time has passed since scream five. And now she's already moved in with this guy in this big apartment. And it was also a little just too deja vu for her to pop up like in the news scrum, like I think she would know Sam and Tara a little bit better or anybody involved in this at this point, rather than having to be like the, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, and then she gets punched out by uh, Jenna Ortega. So obviously there's a lot of nods to the, to the previous movies. Um, I thought the museum thing was pretty cool. And again, the logistics of getting all those pieces together are probably tough, but I thought that was cool to sort of take all of the killers kind of put them all together kind of prop them up all of the different like weapons all that different stuff because the truth is there are a lot of weird psychos out there that love all this kind of stuff and somebody put it all together it's also they do a great job in all of the movies reminding you of things that have happened in the movies past yeah oh yeah, it, yeah they do a really good job of even if you haven't seen one through five I actually think you could jump into six and still enjoy the movie because they do such a good job explaining who everybody is and their connections. Yeah, I think you probably could. I think you could definitely um, get away with that. So I go back to the the killers as being sort of a weakness overall of the movie, and especially when they're showing you all the previous killers. So the first one, you're not going to really be able to beat Billy and Stu. That's great. Mm-hmm. Second one, you get Billy's mom, and that's sort of a big surprise, a big reveal, but it's Billy's mom and another college student. Yeah. Third one, big letdown because it's Sydney's half-brother, like whatever, kind of crap. Yeah. Fourth one is Sydney's cousin and one of her friends. Um, is that Emma Roberts? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that one I thought was really good. I thought so too. Yeah, I thought they did yeah. a pretty good job with that. And then the fifth one ends up being – you know, Richie, who is just obsessed with the stab movies. He's a super fan. He follows all this stuff. And then the girl that moved into Stu's house, right? Yeah. That's sort of the connection there. His, his girlfriend. Right. Other girlfriend. Yeah, right. The other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then this, they kind of go back to the well of parent of a previous killer. So Which I don't is- know. Yeah. 
which is interesting because Mindy early on, when she's playing that part of, okay, so we we're in uh we're in the second one right now. We're back to college. And so right. if you are listening to that, they are, they're going back to the parent scene. So they tie it in there. Yeah, no, they do. And so I don't, I can't tell if that's like, just like a tip of the cap to that, or if it's just kind of lazy to be like, all right, we're going with the killer from the movie prior, Billy or Richie, and then a parent from them. And then they're running the, running the show there. Um, I don't know. They to me, they just kind of let it down. But there was a lot to like in the in the movie, and so where this goes from here seems like there ended up being I think like eight total kills in the movie. But as far as like main characters, like you can carry them all into a potential seventh one if you want. Yeah, and I hope that they stay in New York. I, I hope that they don't go back to Woodsboro yet. I I enjoy it being in a city. I enjoy it being in. You know, everybody knows what New York City is. Yeah. Everybody has probably, most people have been there in their life. So they can really see it and picture it happening to them. Uh, no, but it's the, it, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the, that's why I keep going back to the subway scene because I think everybody's ridden on some type of public transportation in their life. So it just added that extra spook. Yeah. That, was, I wasn't sure how I was going to like that, but it was, it was good to make it a little bit different right because the other ones have had yeah woodsboro we've seen seen to me it's a a fictional place that Mm -hmm. i will never go to i will i you know it's a small town Mm -hmm. so if they make a seventh one they kind of have to somehow get sydney back right or you are you good with like her existing in this world and there being other ghost face killers and now all the attention's on sam and tara and they've they've now moved on potentially from sydney I think that you can keep Sydney out of it until you're sure that it's going to be the last one ever. Mm. Um, Which there never will be one. There'll be no. screams. How forever. old is Sydney at this point, though? Uh, let's see. She would have graduated high school in 97. So let's say she was born in 79. So she would be, what is that? 44? Mm, so you could theoretically at some point have Ghostface go after her kids yeah right yeah because they make mention that she is with um what's his nuts from scream three i think patrick dempsey's character at least they have the same name oh really i didn't pick up on that i'm pretty sure in scream five and in this one uh they said something like oh they're just she's with i forget the guy's name but she's with him and they're they're gonna just kind of be together or whatever they're like yeah like go into hiding sort of but, deal. Yeah, and they're like we're they're they're not coming to New York, which again I don't think that would have been necessary if she's like I'm, I'm going to New York. Yeah, no. <laughs> Out of New York. Like you don't need to be in New York. You need to leave. Uh cuz that was Sam's that was Sam's first thought. As soon as she was like and then like Tara and the, and the other ones like, "Oh, it could be coincidence." She's like, "It's not coincidence. Like we're getting package stuff for leaving. Like we need we need yeah. to go." And also, sorry, bad friend move of Tara and Sam not forcing their friends to leave. Yes. Get out of the city. Because they're all like, oh, no, the full core four, core four. <laughs> and I love Chad for that. But at the same yeah. time, get out of Dodge. Core four is tough. And then you have the the building escape on the ladder. That was a little action sequence there. That was pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> and the way that uh, Mindy's girlfriend, what was her name? Oh, that was Annika. Yes, Annika. Her death, yeah. tough. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
graphic. Um, it was. Yeah. Yeah. They they definitely had plenty of uh, gore in this one. I also somebody tweeted this at me, but Tim Robinson from I think you should leave had an uncredited off screen role. I don't know why he he must be a scream fan or something. They got him to just like pop in for a day and have he had like a couple of lines like off screen. I'm like all right. Well, it's Fair also enough. if you go through that Easter egg um, article, yeah. Yeah, it lists off a bunch of celebrities that either made um, a cameo or somebody's dressed like them in costume. Got it. Like J Lo's on the list. It must be costume. I don't I don't remember seeing J Lo pop up anywhere. Julia Fox who I think could. Oh, Julia Fox it. for sure was, it was, there was somebody, I think either on the train or in one of the parties that had one of her more recent, like crazy looks that had like, like the crazy, like dark eye and like a, it was like a goose around her neck or like some uh, weird dress. But like, was it actually her? No, I don't think so. I think okay, they were just they don't like, specify in the list. Who no, was I don't think there. so. I think they were just like homages to all these people. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause that would, pretty, that would have been cool. That would, yeah, that would have been a pretty good one. Uh, any final thoughts, Courtney, on Scream 6? Go see it. Go okay. see it. Even if you don't like scary movies. And I it, I have so many friends who just aren't about scary movies. They say, oh, yeah. I can't sleep. I can't, I can't do it. Scream is so good because there's a story that you can follow that's not gore. Right. I, I think that they do their killings in a classy way. Um, oh. I, I really, it's not, it's gory. It's a, it's a, it's a slasher, but at the same time, Classy. it's not blood in your face constantly. I can't do stuff like that. I have a weak stomach. This is a horror slasher thriller movie that you can watch yeah. and enjoy the actual story. I agree. It's a good gateway horror because like you said, there's enough other, everybody likes a whodunit. Yep. And yeah, there's a, a good story, good characters. Like there's a, there's a, even though I thought some of the characters were weak, really the newer characters, the ones that we already were familiar with, I thought they were all pretty strong. So yeah, that'll do it for this episode of hashtag dork on scream six. Everybody let us know what you thought at dork podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Courtney, of course, part of the Greg Hill morning show, as well as uh, see her on Instagram. You can see her on Twitter. What are the, uh, the handles on there? Uh, Instagram at Coco Cox and Twitter at Cox Courtney. Now with this movie coming out specifically, do you get a lot of tweets about your role in said film? You have no idea. My, I wake up every morning and I have the worst, especially when you work, um, at a place like EEI. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you, you've had this before you wake up and your notifications are 20 plus. Yep. Yeah. You're worried. Immediate. What, I, what I say. What I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's saying something bad about me? Um, it's all this Gail Weathers takes. Yeah. Now <laughs> I open it up every morning, 20 plus, and it's all, oh, I thought Scream did this. I thought Scream did that. I also go by Coco sometimes, which is Courtney Cox's daughter's name. Perfect. Very confusing for most people. Um, I don't yeah. understand the people that comment on my Instagram photos thinking still that it's Courtney Cox. Um, but hey, yeah, no, it definitely um, ups my engagement for yes. when he is in the spotlight for something like this. Yeah, good point. Yeah, can't, yeah. can't hurt too bad. Uh, Courtney, a pleasure. Uh, thanks so much. And, you know, if Scream 7 ever does come out, we'd love to have you back. I would love, I would absolutely love this. This is like my dream come true. <laughs>